Listener Production. A massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast for you Thursday. Brendan Favola and I talk about the Blues and their goal-kicking woes. We talk about the potential to go to Vegas for a footy trip slash footy game. And we'll talk about the Dockers superstar Nat Fife and potentially what his next career move will be. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. This is Footy Talk for you Thursday. Daisy Thomas here steering the ship, and I love it when this man walks in. Once kicked 12 in a New Year's Eve game after having two white nights and a McChicken burger, <laughs> Brennan Favola. Morning. How are you, mate? I'm going really well. We had to get you back on because that McChicken story sent our ratings through the roof. <laughs> the highest listened to episode we've had so far in our short existence here at Footy Talk Pod. Uh, yeah. I, just yes. Yeah. Just yes. I can see why. Get me on. I the loose puts the bums on seats and, as they say, headphones into ears. Do they actually say that? I don't know. <laughs> it was Have a, a look at my ratings, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? You'd be up and about. The pies are humming. Yeah, the pies were very good a couple of days ago, which is uh, fantastic to see. The Blues, though, my other which, team. What are you? This, what do you identify as? I, I, this is very hard for people to understand. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I did go to the footy to watch the Blues on Sunday. Yes. Uh, I was in a box with Heath Scotland. Yep. Who obviously played in a couple of losing GS for the Pies mm-hmm. and then played for the Blues. And I asked him the same question. Are you a Pie or a Blue? And he said. And he said a Blue. Right. And all these kids rocked up in the box with all their Carlton gear on with George Stewart's number on it on their back. Right. 29, yeah, which was his number, but I said obviously they love George and they didn't know who George it was. Um, who are you with? Well, I have a great love for both clubs. Obviously, eight years and six years. I don't want any defense. 51% pies, 49 blues because of a so premiership. You're, so you're all Collingwood? All pies. Yeah. <laughs> um, in saying that, though, Tilly, my daughter, yeah. she's the blues. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's she, good. She goes for the Carlton. Yeah. Um, speaking of the blues, what's going on? Are we starting to be concerned? You were there, I was there. Yeah. They weren't very good on the weekend. They were they were okay. Look, In St. 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 Kilda were good. Now we've got a WhatsApp group on uh, with all Carlton supporters in it. Now there's people like um, Martin Peculiar, the um, et, the, oh, yeah, the politician. The minister, yes. There's um, Dave. Is his, Dave is his last name Peculiar. I always I say Peculiar. So. That's Pecola. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. I would always say Peculiar. Nice. There's Dave Hughes, myself, Reese, uh, the surfer, your mate Zerlich. What's his last name? Zerlich. Uh, yes. He's in it. There's Judd. Cuda. So it's all famous people. It's all people famous classic. people. Yeah. And they were going off. They should have been. They were teeing off, saying they were putrid. This is happening again. The only thing I worry about is that percentage. Now, a percentage is putrid. 92.4. And that could come back to cost. That, that will cost us. But on the weekend, their small forward St. Kilda dominated. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Butler, Higgins. Uh, they were just kicking goals from everywhere. We had small four, We had small defenders out. There was Saad and obviously um, Doherty. Doherty were out. Now, when Melbourne won it back in the bubble, mm-hmm. they never had an injury. Yes. You need everything to go right. And Carlton are the side that needs everyone on the park. Everyone on the park, they're in the top four sides. When they're not, they fall away. Now, they've gone too far the other way. Last year, they're up by a point. They go all uh, guns blazing. Go, kick it forward. Now they've trained it and now they're chipping. We're three goals down and they're chipping it. No, no, no. Too slow. That's when you go. So once they get it 
together and get the right people in the park. I put this on our WhatsApp and everyone thought my phone was hacked because I'm usually <laughs> the one laying the, the boots in. And I'm like, hey, we're okay. We're right. good. We're good. But you've got two common medalists down there in the forward line. Stop freaking chipping it around and get it into them. Harry Mackay's getting hammered. Get the ball down to him. Of course I'd be blowing up if I was a forward. Get the ball in there and let him do their work and let our small forwards become – Motlock was irrelevant on the weekend because they didn't get the ball in there. Too much chip, 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 chip. But they'll be okay. I, I, I'm still trusting in Voss. Um, and if Harry needs some – he can't kick, let's be well, honest. Well, we will get to that. But as the forward line, they go so slow. This is the point you're making. They go so slow that everyone's criticising them for the forward entries and yeah. them not leading up and not yeah. presenting. But if you look up and you've got six midfielders in front of you, yeah. 35 metres out, as a forward – and I was not the forward that you were, but you go to space. You're yeah. trying to find holes of space yeah. to lead up into. If space you see is a, your best friend. If you see a man in there, you're not going to go there. You look for another yeah. out, and if there's a And man, you're only as good as your kicker. So they've got to kick it to the space. Now, uh, Ross Lyon's the best chess player in the world, he and he knew what was going on. So he just planted them all in there, and he went bang, 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 get through it. Now, the best way to do the get past the defensive structure like that is to move the ball quick. Correct. Overlap handball, break bang, the line. Bang, break, midfield, boom. Everyone knows what Collingwood's doing. They've been doing it for two years. Correct. Has anyone stopped it? Nope. No. You've got to be predictable. I don't think Carlton know what they're doing no. at half the, half the time. Have one game plan, stick to it, believe in it, and then succeed. If it doesn't work, change it next year over preseason. But you've got to run with it because everyone knows how Melbourne plays. Everyone knows how Sydney plays. Everyone knows how Brisbane plays. Just stick to what you know. If you Don't do, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You've got to get it in there quick because mm. at the minute they go slower than they just kick it hacked into the big boys and they're still good enough to get some free kicks and some looks at Mate, goal. Mate, Kerno outmarked one on three at one stage. Correct. Just get in there. Create the contest. If you want to join the conversation, jump on the footy talk, Instagram at footy talk underscore pod or TikTok at footy talk pod. And as a Give small forward, Daisy, yeah. um, hardest position to play on the, on the ground. Is. But as a small forward, who do you get around? Your big blokes. Your big blokes. And you get to the front. They don't know where the big blokes are going because no. the big blokes don't know where the midfielders kicking it. So the small the small forwards are stuffed. And because there's so much switching going on, you yeah. can be in front of a big bloke and then it goes it's laterally. It's like a tennis 100. match. Oh, <laughs> what about Harry Mackay? I'd love to get your thoughts on what you think's going on with him at the moment and how you would fix it. Um, now he loves a snap around the body. Okay, yes. everyone's doing that now. We, we were, it was frowned upon when we were having set shots. You always had to kick the drop punt. Now when someone kicks a drop punt, you go, "What? Any snap it?" <laughs> and that's where our football's gone. But with Harry, um, Kizzy is getting up the ground a little bit. He's taking his marks from forty to sixty out, and he can't kick a drop punt. Mm. In his head, he's going, "I want to snap this, but I can't." Um, he rushes his kicks, he leans over it, holds the ball, doesn't lean over it enough, leans back. Um, I actually went to Teague a couple of years ago when Teague was the coach and um, oh, he came around to my house. I had to sign a jumper and I said to him, hey, mate, um, if you want, I'd love to come down and just have some goal kicking with yep. Harry and just not teach him how to kick but, you know, help him because when I played footy, I had the great Brian Taylor call me up yep. and he said, mate, I'd love to do some goal kicking with you to get, because I was missing a little bit. And Ross Lyon, who was our assistant coach, said to me, he goes, it's, when you're having a shot, it's like you're stirring a bowl of soup when you're walking in. Because in the junior footy, I hardly ever miss. And then I got to the, the reserves and I was like, I couldn't kick. Right. I, I don't know what happened. I, th I, I blame the footies because they're all like AFL footies. <laughs> and I was like, it must be the footies. But he, <laughs> he told me, he goes, plugger. He used to hold the ball down real low and lean over it, never run in, he'd walk in. And I, he said to me, he goes, hold the ball in one hand underneath the bottom of the ball yep. and have 50 shots. So I did. I didn't miss one. 
Right. From the boundary, from 40, from 30. And I said, mate, well, I can't, I can't go on the MCG and kick it with one hand. Everyone's going to think I'm a freaking idiot. And he goes, the left hand, because I'm a right footer, he yep. goes, the left hand does nothing. So that's why we say when you come in, you have the ball so low. I have so my hand low, so low over my knee. And then the other one is up and the, and behind the, re- the nipple. Yeah, the reason for that is is because when I'm holding it over my knee, it's less time for the ball to deviate from hand to foot. Yep. If you drop it up here, like Buddy drops it up here a lot sometimes yep. and he shanks it and it can go anywhere because you don't know how the ball's going to drop because you, you need to place the ball onto your foot. So Ross Lyon taught me that and then I did it with BT and BT – Talk me through a few things. We actually didn't do it on the footy ground. We actually did it out at the park. You know when you run around the park? Yeah, yeah. We did it out on one of the ovals and he grabbed a bag of balls and um, BT didn't really want anyone to know about it, but he wasn't teaching me how to kick. He just wanted to talk some things through that he thought I may adapt to my goal kicking, which I did. So I said that to Tiggy. I said, oh, mate, do you want me to come down and just have a chat? Just, you know, have a kicking session with him. might lead to nothing, but it might help him because you're never great at something. You always need to learn. Yep. And I got the no well, <laughs> back from T- – Tiggy said yes. He asked Harry and Harry, and Harry said, well, this I'm is okay. The and then he went thing. on to win the Coleman. <laughs> but in terms of – So he was right. But mm. he isn't a great drop punt kick. So and no. to your point, this is why it confuses me why they don't get club greats and just great exponents of it, whether you're from that club or another club, to come down because you, he doesn't have to kick it like you. That's no. not going to work. That's not going to solve it. But having a 20-minute chat with you about goal kicking, about a process – There'll be one nugget, I'm sure, that he would take. That's all it takes, yeah. And that could be the difference in mm. him going back and missing because at the moment he does. He looks rushed. He looks like he's feeling the pressure because I'm not sure he fully believes in the routine that he's got. Well, you, you're a great golfer. You love your golf. Uh, goal kicking is very much like a golf swing. Yep. If you hit your golf swing perfect every time it goes straight, if you do your football uh, set shot the same every time, you have very rarely miss. Um and that's all it takes is someone to, to chat. And I, I know, um, I think uh, Matty Lloyd might have offered his services to somewhere else. And it's not saying, hey, I am the best goal kicker because yeah. I'm not. But if I have different goal kickers come to me and say, hey, you should do this, should do that. Oh, that might not work. But it doesn't hurt to get some help because um, no one's perfect at anything. I bet you the Chris Judds of the world and Nick Dacos and these superstars they would have taken advice from other people and yep. whether they take it on board or not, it's up to them. But um, he does have a problem with his goal kicking and I reckon it could be easily fixed. Did you have a miss? So for mine, if I didn't hit it right, I'd get the big hook that would go right to left. Yep. But at least it was somewhat playable because if you knew if you were dropping it wrong or whatever, you could aim inside right post, it'd still either go through or just miss. Yep. At the moment, his dispersion is yeah, there. Yeah, he's not, he's not getting – I was always a little bit left because I used to kick around my body. Yeah. Um, like a Scott Camparelli. Remember so you'd, you'd drag so it So I'd a bit. drag yep. it over. Um, but then when I held it over, like I, I very rarely missed big. It was always just like you miss. Yeah. But it's always – when I did miss, I went, I know what I did. I know exactly what I did. I didn't take more. I used to take like 13, 14 steps and then the last two or three get up to a little bit of a jog but not running. A um, bit like when Plugger did his. He never ran in. Momentum. Just momentum because I knew I could kick at 60 just off one step. So I didn't need to run in with momentum because I just walk in, comfortable, bang, drop it. And then once you miss, like once it comes off the boot, you know, you go, oh, geez, I didn't hold my hand down long yeah. enough. I didn't lean over the ball enough. So you know. But I reckon when Harry, I'm not speaking on behalf of him, but I reckon when he's walking in, he thinks he's going to miss. 
Yeah, and that's sort of kicking did for you, goal yeah. rather than kicking at goal. And I the was, crowd. Did you ever, like I did at one stage, they got me, Dennis Pagan got me to have music blaring in my ears when I had a shot at training. Well, did we, you ever do that? At one point, I think it that might have. That you off more. I think it might have been under Brendan Bolton. We actually yeah. had crowd noise. So when yeah. we go and do goal kicking, we do a couple of runs so you'd be under fatigue and then they'd blare the crowd noise in at the, uh, through the speakers at Icon Park. I didn't mind that, but the thing they did beforehand, I did like tackle like a, uh, 20, 20, 20 in a 10-metre tackle bag yeah. up and back and then I had a set shot because I'm cooked because yeah. that's what your legs would be under, for fatigue. Lack, under fatigue and then they blare this stuff and you, I said, mate, I'm no chance of kicking this. <laughs> two things. One, I don't listen to music. Yeah. Two, I don't tackle. <laughs> mate, nailed it. Um, I was watching Bailey Fritch and he's a great... Beautiful kick of the footy. Before he goes and kicks at goal and this is something that uh, not trying to make cool but I think there's a difference. Some players kick for goal which just means they go back and they see the sticks and they're kicking for it. Yeah. He kicks at goal yeah. He goes in with Greg Stafford, their forward coach, and he does about 20 kicks along the centre-half so forward I line. saw this before the game, yeah. Brilliant. And there was nothing about a routine. It was all just about getting it square, making sure he's routine. And then he went and kicked for goal. And we watched him kick probably eight of ten, and the two he missed, he went back and repeated it, and you could tell he knew exactly what he'd done wrong. Well, if you stood on the wing and Harry Mackay had the ball or any goal kicker had the ball in the centre square... Yep. And he kicked it to you, just a normal pass. He'd hit you every time. Absolutely. Within a yard either side. Every single time. But then they put him in front of goals and everyone shanks it. Yeah. And the best thing a forward could take from this is doesn't matter whether you're 10 metres out, 20 metres out, or 50 metres out, kick the ball exactly the same. Never like, you know, they some poke it through yeah, and yeah. they kick a little drop pump through. Always as a forward, you should kick the goal exactly the same way you kick it from 50 that you do 10. Exactly the same. Don't change anything. Are you in your WhatsApp group? Have you looked forward? Obviously, the West Coast Eagles this week, so that should be percentage boost. (laughs) A nice, easy kill. That's what they used to say in the old days. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. But um, we need a percentage boost after being ninety-two point four percent. But then the Lions, the Dogs, and the Pies. But these are the games we lose. Mm. We went to Adelaide last year. They stunk it up. They smacked us. Yes. Now they need to get over there. No laughing, no jokes. Get there, get the job done, get home because you've got three big weeks. Now, the doggies are back. They play, they're playing some pretty good footy. Um, the big one's round 10, the Pies, oh, yeah. um, MCG. doesn't matter where we are on the ladder, both teams. Remember last year, we'll be hurting from that. Hopefully the Pies are just running out of their little uh, little block of uh, training that they're doing and they're humming at the moment and they just have a little taper off. <laughs> You're because... hoping that the Pies have trained too hard already. <laughs> I mean, it's a big it's, uh, and the, and the Lions like the Lions, uh, but this is in Melbourne and the Lions can't win out of the Gabba. So, I'm still sceptical on the Lions. I, I remember I when we had a chat. Skeptical. I had a what I said. Spec, what spectacles I say? Spectacles. Yeah, I'm just looking in. <laughs> See, I was looking in. I was looking to the future I, with I my like, spectacles. I no, shouldn't have pulled you. I, I said. I said um, they won't make the eight. The Lions. Remember I said that in the top. Yeah. Or the top four. I think I might have said. Can't really remember. But <laughs> I don't rate them. Okay, well, I think they're gettable. If you can oh, bring in a good plan and good effort, they're certainly gettable. With our forwards, they're gettable. So that, there's some big games coming up. So hopefully the Blues can get back on track. Um, but the season, what a season it is. Been awesome. Mate, the crowds. The crowd and the appetite for people going to the footy. I think this West Coast game for the Blues could really kickstart their season. Sometimes you need an easy kill just to get your mojo back. could be a back. real needle in a balloon sort of style. <laughs> <laughs> the old wrought iron hen glider. Hey, uh, plenty more to talk with this great man about. We're going to be talking about the NRL and an idea that they have that I think we would both love. This is the Sin Footy Min. Talk podcast. That ain't it. <laughs>
This is the Footy Talk Podcast, your daily dose of footy news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL every day at around midday. Brennan Favola joins me today. Fev. Daisy. The NRL are planning and looking at starting their season with a double header in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Two-part question. I wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get to the game. Where's Fev? He's he's more chilly. (laughs) Fev's at a pool party. He's a laid out. One, should the AFL do it? Two, will you go regardless? Hell no. They'll be like, where's Fev? He's still at the – mate, we landed three days ago. He's still at the airport playing the pokies. (laughs) Have you been Um, to Vegas? I've been, yes. How many times? Uh, A lot, lot, yeah. Yeah, I've been there a lot. Double digits? No, not double digits, but I've been there a fair bit. But I'm, once you're there, you're like, oh, Vegas, how good's this? And then three days in, you're like, get, get me the hell home. out yeah. of here. And then once you get out and get back to San Diego or LA or wherever you go, you go, I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done the drive there, which is great, but I don't know about taking our game overseas. I don't know. Just uh, leave it Well, here. we've taken it to China, Dubai. I played in China. It was awful. <laughs> we played Melbourne, Brisbane, Melbourne. Ugh. We kicked a, We kicked a point and they cheered. Really? First point of the game. They went off like it was a grand final. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to take off. <laughs> Do you think if it was a season opener, though, is it credible to actually for play for points over there? Because no. they're clearly me, and especially the NRL boys, them in Vegas, I just don't think is a good – they find enough trouble in and around Australia, let alone the bright lights of Las Vegas. If I was the AFL, Daisy, I'd look at the draw and look at the teams now. So you'd say, like, a North Melbourne and a, and a Hawthorne. Yep. Schedule him for the last game of the year, <laughs> play the last game because obviously it does not going to mean anything because they're not going to make the final. Just, just lock it in there and then the boys can go, hey, we're on. <laughs> Footy trip starts. Footy trip in gets Vegas. paid for for the AFL and it, you know, it gives incentives for those people that are just not making the finals. If you could take our game to anywhere and it seems like you're not keen to do so, no. where would you go? Um, Caribbean. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Be nice weather. Mm. Party, fun. Yeah. I love the Caribbean. Good. Never been. But you love it. Yeah. Oh, I just watch it. I watch all the when the cricket's on yeah, there yeah. and, you know, you look at Brian Lara and these sort of cats. They're just cool. Yeah. Like, I just always wanted to go there. But I, I think um, leave our game here. Yeah. All right. Leave we'll, it for our fans. We'll leave that to the NRL. Uh, the other big sporting event that has been on is the Live Golf. You are a golfer. Yes. Did you get over there or were No. I watched it, though. What about the party hole? So I've been lucky enough to go to the waste management and sit on the party hole. Yeah. That is the little brother now. What yeah. we've done, what we've created. This is going to get bigger and bigger. Remember when they said that no one would watch it? And then they've had more people. <laughs> this is the beauty it of when insane. you do evolve the game. Yeah. Will you go next year? Um, some people have to work. Surely you can do like an OB from Live Golf or something. Yeah, I, I'm really focused on work, uh, Daisy, okay. and, um, you know. That's why you're the number one rating <laughs> breakfast show in the world. Of course I'll go. I watched it and I was, <laughs> mate, I was, oh, God, I had FOMO. Yeah. Because I, I saw mates that were there. Our good mate Luke Tunnicliffe was there. Um, I was watching people's Instagram stories and all the beers and all everything had chucked on. The hole in one made it. You had Fisher playing there. We were doing shoeys, mate. It was, it was like a rave. Yeah. It was like um, it was, right it was like your, stereo. It was right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I feel it was. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. And um, I think next year that I'll uh, we'll get a crew together and get over there. And um, it's great for golf. It is great for golf because I think what did the shark say? 
the average age of a golfer was about 65 or something, mm-hmm. and now it's down to mid-40s, yep. uh, which is incredible. And that's just one year. So, um, you know, Live Golf has uh, done an amazing job, and it's, it's made me want to watch. It made me want to play and watch and get a lot better so I can go drink tins over there. Simon <laughs> Goodwin made an interesting point throughout the week about trading players out without their approval. We've both been, well, you got traded, I got pushed out the door and yeah. left for bundles of cash. Um, <laughs> What, what, so is, did I. <laughs> what is your thought on this? Do, do you need the player's consent? Because I think in five years' time, this won't even be a discussion. You just do whatever's best for your team. The uh, well, if you're, I'll, I'll throw this one at you. If you're talking to a club, you're out of contract, you're talking to a club and say, hey, do you think your manager's, say, talking to Collingwood and you play for Carlton, mm. and would you want the Carlton knowing that you're talking to Collingwood? Probably not. Yeah. So therefore, the player, the club, shouldn't have to tell the player, should they? There you go. That's yeah. a it's a very logical point. Mm. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Okay. What about Nat Fife leaving potentially? Yeah. Dynasty. Get player, out of there, bro. Dynasty player over at Frio. Looks like they're not going to play finals this year. Or if they do, Jeez, they, haven't they been a disappointment? Well, if they do play finals, they won't be going very deep. On what we've seen uh, so far, six round sample size is probably big enough. Yeah. It's a quarter of the season. Do you think he should explore options and try and go to a side that is in the window, the bracket of playing and winning a grand final for his legacy or does it do harm and he should stay at the Dockers? Another big another big question. Now, does the premiership – without a premiership, does it tarnish his legacy? Well – Do you uh, think that a premiership player is more important than a player that stays at a club, wins two brown lows and bees a superstar? Premierships are what you once you retire is how mm. you are held in esteem, and not just saying that because I won one and you didn't. <laughs> but it's nice to be a two-time Coleman medalist. And it's nicer to be a premiership player, with all due respect. You think of Nathan Buckley, his career now. Paddy Dangerfield obviously yep. got one. Paddy Dangerfield's mm. career now is absolutely mm. a huge tick because he's premiership player, and then you reel off the accolades. What about two pre-season cup? Well, if you kick 12 uh, pre-season cups. Yeah, I think I won a Wizard Cup too. So does that maybe one time day, one time night? The the one that we played, um, one of the ones we won, we played against uh, West Coast. They made the grand final in 2006 or 2005. We won it. Michael Tuck has the Michael Tuck medalist. Yep. So he is there and Michael Tuck was – so I played with Shane at Berwick uh, through all our juniors and Michael Tuck was our runner. So I knew Tucky really well. Went to school with his daughter, Renee, um, and Tucky was there and he got up to present the Michael Tuck medal, which I won. And he'd had a few tins, Michael <laughs> Tuck, and he got up on stage and he was like, g'day, mate. I said, g'day, mate. And he got up on the, on the mic and you'll hear this audio. Welcome to the podium, former Hawthorne champion, AFL Games record holder, Michael Tuck, to present the medal named in his honour to the player adjudged best on ground in the 2005 Wizard Home Loans Grand Final. Tucky? Good evening. Um, the winner of the Norm Smith medal is Brendan Favalva or Fem. He stuffed up his own medal, which is named after himself, <laughs> oh, and presented brilliant. me with the Norm Smith instead of the, the, the Michael Tucker said the, the Norm Smith. But on what you're saying about Fife, it's up to him. Does he want to win a premiership? Does he think that's going to be something that he wants? If so, leave. Uh, go to a top team. What, um, what do you think? Does you think if, if you were him, what would you do? Let's preface uh, it that way. I think he's pretty cooked. Put a fork in him. I, I reckon he's done. I don't reckon he'll leave. Um, I'd probably stay. Dockers. I'd stay at Frio. You, oh God, they might I don't turn know. it around next year too, though. That's the other thing. He, will he be there next year? Is he? Is he in their best twenty-two? Wow. I don't think he is. Wow, 
It's a big call. I don't think well, – is he? He's not a forward. He's not a forward, no. And their midfield, Sarong, uh, Brayshaw, Brody. Brody in there. I reckon they've got him covered. Mm-hmm. I just think his body's cooked. Okay. He's a superstar. One of yeah. the best players Super- to play the game. Being let down by his um, body. And his body – and we all know, and once your body goes – It's very hard. You're, you're done. And I looked at Heppel, and Dyson Heppel's a superstar, but he looked a bit slow. And once the, once the heat come on – he couldn't keep up. Mm, the game can go past you pretty quickly, as we both know. Oh, God. <laughs> past me early. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. No worries, You've brother, been anytime. absolutely outstanding, Fev. This has been the Footy Talk podcast. Tomorrow, Joey Montagna and Nat Yanidis preview a huge weekend of AFL footy. Footy Talk podcast. Listener.